WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Thursday, February 29th, the final day of February. It is indeed Kale and Company, right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Always live on the free Odyssey app and streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube. As we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210, the phone number on social media at 1210WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L, Don Stenzlin with the news, Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board, Phil Omquist, Anthony Dorenzo, our associate producers on a day in which the current president and the former president will both visit the southern border, albeit 325 miles apart. Don, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Happy third. Happy Leap Day. That's correct. Leap Day. Once every what, four years. Four years. Or yeah. Every four. Yep. Yep. It's just like uh, I think. So I would assume it's every presidential election cycle, right? <laughs> 2020, 2024, 2028. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, I guess I never thought about it like that. <laughs> How are you, sir? Hi, buddy. How's everybody else out there at Radio yeah, Land? Yeah, Radio Land. Oh, that's something to eat. You don't hear everything. <laughs> everybody happy? Everybody in a good mood? Everybody ready to go? Yeah. All right. Got some good stuff lined up today. A big take on Donald Trump and I think what the strategy should be for the female voter. We'll get to that this morning. As I mentioned, Trump and Biden both will visit the border today. We got news yesterday on the Trump January 6th case front, courtesy of the Supreme Court of the United States. And Joe Biden. Medical doctor, White House physician, we've got the report. What it included and what it did not include. And also, we have a lot of stuff today on all sorts of food companies and chains, ranging from a Wendy's update. We've got an update on Bud Light. Where do you hear what the CEO of Kellogg Cereal had to say? And also Chick-fil-A in the New York Times. If you like food... Stick mm, around. I'm starving. Mm. I am too. Gonna make us hungry. <laughs> Where's that slow cooker at Stensland? Did we bring it? <laughs> well, it's leap day. There are all these free deals, you know. You get like free donuts. Every Wawa has stuff because oh. it's a leap day, you know. Oh, I could go for a donut Special. right now. Wouldn't that be good? Oh, give me a glazed Krispy Kreme right now. Or like uh, one of those warm donuts down the shore. Yeah. Like on the boardwalk. Yeah. Like fresh made. Absolutely. Mm. All right, let's get to the news. Uh, I'm assuming a lot to discuss. 603, yes. round one. The great Don Stenzel. And good morning. Yes, this Thursday, February 29th, 33 degrees. We are 30, technically we're about 33 degrees cooler this morning as you head out the door from our you know near record day yesterday. So what a change in the weather. We'll talk about the full forecast when we're going to warm up again. But we do have an update on this suspect, 29-year-old Aleem Borden. We've been talking a lot about this guy. U.S. Marshals ramping up their efforts to capture him, offering a $25,000 reward for any information leading to his arrest. So this all started when he escaped from officers February 26th last weekend. He They had taken him to a local hospital for 
He had complained of a stomach problem after he was arrested on allegations that he stole yet another car. So this guy is described as he's 29 years old, 5'6", 145 pounds, uh, brown eyes, brown hair. They're saying they're giving us more information. First of all, it looks like they believe he got the handcuffs off. Finally, he has been seen all over surveillance video. And this went viral with his hands handcuffed behind his back, which is how he has. He's a pretty fast runner for having his handcuffs behind his back. In this case, now they they feel that the handcuffs are actually off. They had released video of him as he was being escorted out of a what looked like a row home into a vehicle. I know my former colleague at Fox 29, Steve Keeley, was putting out a lot of that video. And so now they believe he may have some help. They've recovered that car. Those individuals who aided and abetted may be facing charges. We're following that very carefully. He's now considered dangerous and possibly armed. So that's the latest on this. Oh, great. So they've they've altered this. But they said that he jumped. They had him cornered. He jumped from a building and down an embankment about 30 plus feet. Yeah, what is he, Batman? I, you know, Spider Man? He work as like a stunt double for somebody, uh, this well, guy. I mean, these guys at 5'6, 145, they are uh, wiry, to say the least. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm not surprised that he was able to get the handcuffs off either. Well, because if, if you're very limber, that's what I was thinking. If, yeah. you're, if you do the yoga, if you're limber, like I could easily do that. Like, yeah. you know, you just put your legs through. So, mm-hmm. But it took him a while yeah. to get the cuffs off me. <laughs> Well, we can joke about it after he's caught, but at this point, they are saying, uh, you know, huge, huge reward that they are offering. All I'll right. tell you what, with all the escapees we've had here, and you said it's, what, six, mm-hmm. maybe we ought to have Dwayne Chapman, the bounty hunter, Dog the Bounty Hunter, on standby in Philadelphia at all times. Yeah, right. He'd be <laughs> making some good money right now. Well, yeah, the U.S. Marshals, you know, when they get involved, I think that's, they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. And so I think they thought they had him yesterday and were Everybody was pretty surprised he jumped that far. Yeah. Right? Uh, so let's move on and talk about, we've, we've talked a lot about quality of life issues in the city of Philadelphia, those ATVs, those dirt bikes. And we've even seen school children struck as they're getting off the bus and taken out serious injuries. Even one little girl was killed. Now the Philadelphia Police Department, there is word they are increasing efforts big time to get those ATVs, those dirt bikes off our roadways. They're illegal here. And so there's a, a new plan in the city, if you will, just to get these things swept off the streets. Officials announcing yesterday a special operations team was deployed this week to confiscate these vehicles. They're tracking them down, getting these ATVs and these dirt bikes off the roads. They say the drivers received code violations, and you're going to see a lot. This is a crackdown. This should they, be. And they're they're incredibly reckless, and when they get together in large groups, they're obnoxious and annoying. I saw a group of them last weekend. I was I was driving up um, DeKalb Pike up to, uh, through Upper Gwinnett Township to go up to uh, the one of the golf places I check out up in Montgomery County, and they shot out of an alleyway and came right across through like that one intersection by Bethlehem Pike where all the lights and the restaurants yeah. are. And there was only about seven of them, but man, like, you can hear them coming from a mile away. They're just a pain in the butt. Yeah, they are. Get rid of them. And they they can cause accidents and injuries. So, yeah, this is a new task force. And so hopefully, to your point, it and and to your point exactly, it creates a quality of life issues for those people in the suburbs, Mm -hmm. from Philadelphia into the burbs. That's a great point. Uh, I know that we're going to talk a lot about, so I'll headline it as far as the Supreme Court yesterday saying, yes, SCOTUS will decide whether 
former President Donald J. Trump is entitled to that broad immunity from prosecution for acts illegally committed while in office. So, man, just uh, teeing up this election year showdown that we never have a dull moment in this one. Sad news this morning to learn that 76-year-old beloved comedian Richard Lewis has died. You know what's interesting about Curb is that it's been going on technically for 24 years, but there's been big periods of time where the seasons were halted. Larry David has the only deal, apparently, with with HBO, where at the end of the season, he he goes to the HBO executives. So, you guys going to do another season? He goes... I don't know. I'll let you know in a couple of months. You know, when you come to me in a couple of weeks and you say, Nick, what, what are you thinking about the next couple of years? I'll get back to you in a couple of years. I'm not sure, Greg. It I, is, I don't know if I want to continue doing the show. It's funny to me because of um, uh, Richard Lewis had such a, you know, like he, he was really a stand-up. He didn't, he didn't really do movies. I mean, he did a few movies, but... Um, he did Robin Hood Men in Tights. Uh, Bruno was talking Tony about Bruno it. Tony Bruno was just talking about it yesterday, <laughs> oddly. Um, nobody's mentioned that movie since, <laughs> since it came out, but Tony Bruno mentioned it yesterday on the day uh, that Richard Lewis died. But he was a he was a great stand-up in the 70s and 80s. And then he became like a like a, a late-night talk show guest. He was mm-hmm. on Carson. He was on Letterman. He was on Letterman like 55 times or something like that. Howard Stern used to have him on all the time. He was a great, great yeah. talk show guest. And then he kind of got this second life. He did that Anything But Love mm-hmm. uh, series in the late 80s and early 90s with Jamie Lee Curtis. From from what I recall of him when he did stand-up in the early portion of his career, probably 30, 40 years ago, kind of dark, kind of the humor that would make people cringe today, but yes. also he was he was kind of self-deprecating in a way. Yes, he loved he loved talking about... His nickname was something like Mr. Payne or something like that. He, <laughs> he just loved... Uh, the dark side of humor. He in the '90s, I remember he did an HBO special and he did a tour called the Magical Misery Tour, and mm-hmm. it was just he, he's he was a fabulous stand-up comedian. Yeah. I don't think he got the credit he deserved. Let me ask you. We'll, we'll throw a, a hot take out for the whole audience right yeah. here at six oh nine as we totally hijacked Dawn's news here. No, no, no. Uh, I would say Curb, one of the top five HBO shows of all time. In no specific order, Sopranos, The Wire, Oz, Game of Thrones, and Curb. Yeah, I don't I like think, all those. Yeah, I don't think anybody would disagree. Hard with that. to dispute that. Yeah, I liked Boardwalk Empire myself, but I would never put it in the top five because I know it was kind of a, a niche show for some people. It's funny because he he had you know he didn't have a ton of success in movies and TV, and then in 1999, Larry David came to him and was basically like, "Hey, I'm going to do this." basically reality show kind of about my life you and i have been friends since the 70s yep. uh would you like to be my best friend and, and just be you and he goes, <laughs> absolutely you know it's funny too i was reading last night before i went to bed um he did a a final interview with vanity fair that came out uh february 18th yeah. so it's 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 uh it's really interesting to read it now knowing you know yeah. 10 days later he was, and he was diagnosed with parkinson's a parkinson's, few years ago yeah yeah apparently which, he had a heart attack um oh. which is what that but but he had a um he he struggled with alcoholism with drugs mm-hmm. he you know he had all kinds of, i think he kicked everything by the mid 90s i think he was pretty oh, much wow. clean and sober by the mid 90s oh, good for him yeah yeah. I know moving, you mentioned Parkinson's. I know moving forward, um, President Joe Biden, his checkup does not have Parkinson's. And we'll talk about what the checkup did not include. Mitch McConnell yesterday, mid morning, you know, deciding that he's gonna, gonna 
finally resign. I've got two takes on the Mitch McConnell resignation. We've got to get into this Ooh. later today as well. And we have to get into, since I ignited a controversy this week because I told the truth and said <laughs> certain shows did not age well, but what about Naked Gun? There's going to be a remake of Naked Gun. Oh, is, is OJ going to be in it? <laughs> Liam Neeson. Oh, Paramount. God, no. No, just don't. Right? Just don't. <laughs> Stop remaking things. Come up with original things. I'm Stop remaking man, people, things. They're, they're out of ideas. They are. Every, we, we, there's nothing left that can be uh, original in society. It's, yep. We've seen it all. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen cannot be, from his roles in Airplane to The Naked Gun, he cannot be replicated in that role. And certainly O.J. Simpson cannot. <laughs> That's and he might Thank not God. be available. <laughs> yeah, might not be available. All right, well, the forecast is available. Right now we're at 32 degrees, partly cloudy. That weird Ozempic moon getting thinner and thinner as we move through the week. But as we move through the day, the sun will be out. That's the good news. So all the clouds are gone sunny day but only 44 degrees for our high tomorrow for your friday i think you're going to love this one it's going to be a bright sunny friday 51 degrees and then we continue that warm-up over the weekend saturday 54 but a chance of showers and clouds for your saturday so saturday's the lesser weekend day sunday definitely the better day if you're going to plan a little golf maybe uh sunday 62 degrees and mostly sunny skies. Kale and Company News Live. By the way, one more thing I know you're going to get your mm-hmm. big take, but um, I'm wondering, because he's in this season of Curb, Richard Lewis, I wonder if if the entire thing is shot. I'm, I'm guessing it's not. It says what I read, that the final episode, the series finale, is April 7th. Yeah, but have they, yeah. have they shot the entire yeah, thing? Yeah, I think they have. Yeah, I mean, oh. it's what, five, six weeks away? I, I think it's all in the can. Because uh, Michael Pelko's on our chat, and he's saying that in this season of Curb, which I haven't watched yet this season, uh, they said that he's seated in most of the episodes, and he doesn't look well. Yeah, boy. Mm. Yeah. Poor guy. They'll probably do a nice tribute to him. They yeah. should, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, 613. Let's get to a Thursday big take. The Big Take on Kale & Company. And it's brought to you by Budget Blinds, the big take, sound strategy of fighting for females. The majority of us realize that abortion, following SCOTUS's ruling on Roe v. Wade in June of 2022, has been an albatross to the GOP in elections since that ruling of making abortion a state issue. Single, career-oriented suburban females are an issue for Donald Trump. We've come to realize that. But I may have a solution that can win back a portion of that critical demo for the 2024 election. Simply put, go to bat for females. Fight for female rights in the wake of what has been happening to females in two different venues of life. What we have seen from Democrats and the mainstream media in the fallout of the awful tragedy to 22-year-old Georgia nursing student Lake and Riley has been downright pathetic. It started locally with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, being guilty of media bias by omission with headlines over last weekend that referred to Diego Ibarra, the killer of Lake and Riley, allegedly, as, quote, an Athens resident. He's no resident. He is an illegal, period. And it has escalated since then, as the Associated Press has been roasted for a headline that highlights the dangers that, quote, female athletes face. And now it gets even more pathetic. The New York Post of all outlets with a headline that reads as follows, quote, migrant charged with murdering Lake and Riley likely panicked when she fought back, according to a profiler. 
Are they really trying to rationalize the actions of a killer who, oh, by the way, disfigured her skull after the murder? The illegal immigrant with a long rap sheet who is a direct result of Joe Biden's open border policy panicked because a 22-year-old innocent female with her whole life ahead of her had the audacity to fight back and resist? What's the next headline going to be? Lake and Riley had it coming. She deserved it. And what left-wing declining outlet or publication will write it? Per the profiler in the New York Post, the gruesome details of her injuries and new warrants suggest that the University of Georgia student likely fought back when she was grabbing when she was grabbed during a run, and her killer likely panicked while trying to subdue her. In this case, the offender was met with resistance, which he wasn't expecting, and it got overpowering, and he couldn't control it, and he resorted to violence. That is John Lang Jr., a former Georgia Bureau of Investigation investigator who told WSB-TV. But, quote, he didn't know what he was in for, and I suspect she probably fought back, said Lang, a criminal profiler involved in this case. So I'm sure the criminal profiler means well in his professional assessment, but, quote, resorted to violence? This criminal was not trying to scoop her up and take her out for an ice cream cone. This illegal immigrant, in my opinion, had one of two intentions. He was planning to rape her or kill her or perhaps even both, for that matter. And shame on the New York Post with the terrible headlines. But it actually gets worse. Here is the mayor of Athens, Georgia. His name is Kelly Gertz, 52-year-old Democrat, who says the murder of Lake and Riley and illegal immigration are not connected in any way. Listen and watch this clip. In the main, I caution against conflating immigration and crime. The data demonstrates that the two are not connected. Because the impact of federal immigration policy on localities has been under such consistent discussion in recent months, I do want to say a few words about this. It's my 18th year as a local government policymaker. And my work has overlapped with four U.S. presidencies and numerous iterations of Congress. All of them have failed to reach agreement on how to handle immigration. If Lincoln Riley's mom walked up to that mayor at the podium and slapped him across the mouth, would anybody be offended? I wouldn't. Lincoln Riley has a significantly higher chance of being alive today if our border didn't erode the way it has under Joe Biden the last three years. That, to me, is purely an undisputed fact. But it didn't end there. Citizens will not have this. Athens, Georgia, is taking a stand. Listen to more of this mayor get shouted down by residents calling him a liar. Listen and watch. city doesn't track with either of those. And so that term means different things to different people depending on the context of the discussion. Uh, we know what Many- it means. Many of the elements. Liar. Many of the elements. Liar. 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 We, liar. We are here to listen. Liar. You're a liar. We are here to listen. Liar. There'll be time for liar. questions. You're all guilty and got blood on your head for this murder, sir. Many of the aspects that are ascribed to sanctuary cities. We know what sanctuary are things. Mean that are disallowed by Georgia law. And we contribute a document every year to the Georgia Department of Audits indicating that we do not correspond to these definitions under state law. Yes, you do. And no policies have been adopted Please by the mayor and commission that have created sanctuary city status in Sir, Athens. You need to resign. One prototol that sometimes resign. arises. Resign now. 
You One protocol this to happen, sir. One protocol that sometimes arises is the approach that sheriff's offices and This is an inflection point on our border, our security and safety as Americans, and should be the moment where Trump and his camp steps up and takes the torch in not only protecting our southern border, but protecting females. I believe the Trump team should be in Athens, Georgia. They should hold a rally with a simple message that says, under my watch, if elected president of the United States again, we will greatly reduce the odds of something like this happening again to an innocent female in this country. Trump has already vowed to begin the largest deportation in the history of our nation if elected, but he needs to get elected first. And this is a golden political opportunity, as sad as it is, for him to cash in with a demo that doesn't necessarily love him. I would also advise him to connect with Riley Gaines, who has spearheaded the battle to protect biological females in women's sports. Lakin Riley was an athlete. She loved to run. Nobody has a platform right now with a bigger reach to protect women's rights and competition than Riley Gaines. I'm not saying that Lake and Riley and Riley Gaines can overcome the political harm to the GOP that SCOTUS caused with Roe v. Wade. But I am telling you this, in a razor-thin election that could be decided by less than 40,000 votes in 2024, hammering home this message could very well be the difference in a single-swing state, such as Georgia, where this occurred, Pennsylvania or Michigan it is going to be super close and this strategy in my opinion would be a no-brainer and I think it would be effective and that's the big take the big take on kale and company all right big take this morning if you want to jump in 855-839-1210 on social media at 1210 WPHT and of course in the kale and company comment community on YouTube just go to youtube.com slash at 1210 WPHT Hit the like and subscribe buttons today. The Big Take brought to you by Budget Blinds. Budgetblinds.com, your one-stop shop for blinds, shades, shutters, custom drapery, and motorization. Free in-home consultations. And the only no-questions-asked warranty in the business. Ask about their exclusive inspired collection at budgetblinds.com. We'll come back. We'll delve into what happened in Athens yesterday. And also the big day for Donald Trump and Joe Biden as they visit the border and Trump yesterday with January 6th, and Joe at the doctor's office. We'll get to that as we continue. Kale and Company, Thursday morning. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. You know, yesterday gave us such a taste of spring with that record warm weather, and I'm thinking about the green lawn, playing the Frisbee with the dog and the kids, and that brings me to your lawn service and your lawn. Doesn't it just make sense to hire a company that provides better results but it's safer for your company and your pets at the same time, safer for your family. That's why I choose Natural Lawn of America. That's my lawn care company. Natural Lawn's environmentally friendly approach to lawn care, they've been creating green lawns quickly, more naturally, with fewer weeds since 1987. And unlike those uh, one-size-fits-all companies, that's not what this is. Their technicians are going to work with you to determine the specific needs of your lawn. Natural Lawn's exclusive organic-based products are designed to work with nature, not against it, which means they're safer for every single member of your family, yeah, even your furriest ones. So kick the chemical lawn habit. Get started today with Natural Lawn's safer products and programs. Take advantage of their limited-time offer, free seating every year. Schedule Natural Lawn's full-service program. Just get a free seating every single year. Call 800-FREE-SEED. That's 800-F-R-E-E. 
S-E-E-D, free seed. Choose my lawn care company, Natural Lawn of America, greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. Tell them Dawn sent you. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Kale and Company, Thursday morning, Nick, Dawn, and Greg here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. You can watch us on YouTube, 855-839-1210. Big day for Trump, big day for Biden, both yesterday and today. We will get to that. We will get to Mitch McConnell. We will get to so much more as we continue. Um, But I really wanted to highlight what was going on yesterday in Georgia as I saw that press conference with that mayor in Athens. And, oh, by the way, uh, for what it's worth, if you've been wondering about sanctuary cities and sanctuary counties, uh, Georgia only has three sanctuary counties. Clark County, which is in Athens, which is where this happened. Clayton County and DeKalb County. Uh, In the state of Tennessee that I lived for four and a half years, there's only one sanctuary county. It's Shelby County in Tennessee. For those, obviously, in this audience, which matters the most, there's 14 sanctuary counties in the state of Pennsylvania. Allegheny, Bucks, Chester, Clarion, Dauphin, Delaware, Franklin, Lehigh, Lycoming, Montgomery, Montour, Northampton, Philadelphia, and Westmoreland. So, like, honestly, it's kind of amazing that we haven't had one of these awful, awful tragedies that has gone national like Georgia did uh, and is dealing with now. But this is not just an isolated incident. I've got three other stories here. Uh, In Maryland, a 25-year-old from El Salvador, a migrant was arrested for shooting and killing a two-year-old child. In Louisiana, a Honduran migrant was charged with raping a 14-year-old girl. And in Virginia, which I mentioned a few days ago, a Venezuelan migrant uh, was charged with sexual assault also of a 14-year-old girl. I got to tell you, Dawn, I'm not blaming the Athens mayor, but you got to come up to that podium with a better presentation than you did yesterday. That came off completely tone deaf. And those people that were there for that press conference, I mean, they were they were getting close to the point where they looked like they wanted to riot. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame them. Well, you know, let's let's remind you in in Chester County, we talked about this at the time. Uh, in Chester County, uh, Danilo Cavalcante was convicted of murdering a woman, stabbing her to death in front of her kids. I think in part he had had a, a relationship at some point with that woman. Yep. So it was reported on differently because it was viewed as a domestic, which shouldn't you know we shouldn't do that, but that's what happens. But I will say to you that at the time there were people in the community saying, hey, you know, she had a protection order against him. And if they had only just deported him back to his home country in South America, where he's also wanted for murder, Mm -hmm. she'd be alive today raising her kids. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about some of the swing states, especially with Georgia being one of the most prominent ones. Think about it right now. Joe Biden and this administration, because of the border, could absolutely lose some of these swing states. I mean, we'll start with Georgia, obviously the Lake and Riley murder. Joe won Georgia by only 11,000 votes. Uh, Trump could easily flip Georgia back to red. Arizona is technically a border state. Joe has an issue there. He only won 2020 by 10,000 votes. Trump could Trump could win Arizona. And we talked about it yesterday that Trump's in a pretty good spot in Michigan, in part because the Muslim community is down on Joe. It's the biggest Muslim state in the country, especially with Dearborn, Michigan. And also it's got a pretty large Jewish population. And they're not happy with Joe right now. 
So two of those three that I just mentioned are, are directly related or indirectly with the border. And obviously they're going to go visit the border today. Trump will be in Eagle Pass. He'll have McDonald's. Joe will go to Brownsville. He'll get a snow cone and we'll assess everything. <laughs> Trump's going to a spot. And think about this, too. Trump is going to a spot that has a, a very high volume of illegal crossings. Joe's going to, like, the uh, the, the PG version of the, the border crisis. Seven border crisis. Seven. Yeah. Seven. Or, or, or seven apprehensions. Right. Whatever, yeah. And the chief of the Border Patrol Union is basically on Trump's side and will be going with Trump, not the current president of the United States. And now, of course, the administration is coming out, Corrine Jean-Pierre telling these sanctuary cities to you know, cooperate with ICE. They know it's a five-alarm fire right now with the border, and they're getting hit in every different direction. And this is what happens when you, you know, negate this for three years to bring in more people, to get more voters, and now they're going to take action and they're going to act like they care. Although I would say I don't think there's a single human being out there that's buying it if they've been paying attention to it. So You know what makes you sick is that the... The violence and the crime rate and the murder rate in Venezuela, and mm-hmm. they've had so much. And I, I think we had mentioned this last week or maybe yesterday morning, but I, I mean, looking at those numbers with the murder rate dropping drastically in Venezuela. I wonder why. Yeah, because they're coming here. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we cleaned up our crime problem. We shipped them all to the United States. Oh, my God. It's a, Are you it's a simple math, kidding me? It's a simple math problem. Oh the less God. there are of people, the less the things can go wrong. I got to say this. The border issue, the immigration issue, is such a winning issue for the GOP. Mm-hmm. If, if, if the election were held today on February 29th, 2024... Donald Trump would win because of the I, we don't know what's going to happen eight months from now, seven months from now. The, the, it's 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 a lifetime in politics. We don't know what we don't know. But right now, this is this is such a major winning issue for the GOP. As long as they can keep this momentum going, and I hate to I hate to say it like that because again, we're, we're, talking, about, we're talking about people's lives. Like right. this woman lost her life because for for no reason whatsoever. So, like, I don't want to play politics with people's lives because I despise people that do that. But if you're looking at it from a political strategy, it's 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 a number one. It yeah. really is. No, you're right. I mean, imagine if if the Carvilles of the world and the other who's the other strategist we always uh, quote on this show, uh, from, uh, James Carville, and there's another one that we always talk about, David Axelrod. Axelrod, yeah. Um, imagine if they were Republican strategists. I mean, they would probably echo the same thing that you just echoed right now if they were on that side of the ledger, despite it being a, a tough and, thing to swallow because it is people losing their lives and being snuffed out. And, and by the way, um, RFK Jr. was on with Martha McCallum last night. Hat tip to Mike Opelka. He sent me all the audio. He's, he's actually a fabulous producer. Yes, he is. Uh, um, Good golfer as well. Uh, um, and, and RFK Jr. has taken the exact same, like literally the exact same stance that Donald Trump is. Yeah. So you can tell it's a winning issue. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. And all of a sudden, in election year, all of a sudden, the Biden administration cares what's happening at the border. Oh, you know what? After further review, I am expediting the election. The election will be held next Tuesday. <laughs> I'm not waiting till November. If we can That'd rush nice. court cases, we can rush elections. Mayor Kale would like that to happen. <laughs> that is correct. It's my first executive order. All right. Uh, so let's get to Trump and Biden from yesterday. We talked about the border, obviously, today, and we will uh, have some reaction to that tomorrow on Friday's show. But uh, a good win, I think, Temporarily for Trump and maybe even long term as the Supreme Court throws a huge wrench into the Trump trial schedule. 
SCOTUS, which, as we know, has three Trump-appointed justices, agreed yesterday to weigh in on whether former President Donald Trump can claim presidential immunity to get out of his federal election interference trial. The court announced in a brief order that it would hear oral arguments and issue a ruling on Trump's presidential immunity claim. But until the Supreme Court does so, the January 6th trial is completely on hold, according to the order. The high court agreed to expedite the case and hear arguments coming up the week of April 22nd. So that's just about seven weeks from now, which is a more than a month after the Super Tuesday primaries. If the Supreme Court quickly decides to reject Trump's bold immunity claim, it may permit a final trial uh, on the election later this summer. But there's no guarantee that a final decision will actually come before November. And uh, former appeals court judge Michael Luddig predicted that it's now probably, quote, unimaginable that Trump will be tried in special counsel Jack Smith's federal election trial before the 2024 election. Trump views the Supreme Court order on Wednesday as a win for now, according to one source telling CNN. So if you if you think about this, I, I can't envision a scenario where this is going to be, be they're going to start it, they're going to conduct it, and they're going to have a verdict before Labor Day. I, I just just no way I see that happening. Could they do this case in the fall? I guess conceivably they could, but I can't imagine sitting down in late September or earlier mid-October, we're four to six weeks out from the election, and he's going to go from Supreme Court case to possibly a debate. Does anybody see that fitting schedule-wise? Now, maybe these guys aren't going to debate. You know, Trump wants to debate, uh, you know, Joe probably can't do the debate physically and mentally, but I just can't see this thing. I, I think it, we, Trump's whole strategy for a lot of these cases has been delay, delay, delay. And I think yesterday in the Tanya Chutkin case that now SCOTUS will rule on, I, I don't see this getting done. And you throw in the Fannie Willis stuff in Georgia for the 2020 case. You throw in Alvin Bragg's case, which is set to start in what, three weeks and that's probably the flimsiest of all the cases. It's also probably the least interesting because it was a misdemeanor that got elevated to a felony. Uh, if you're Trump right now, I think your delay efforts have got to have you relatively comfortable as you wait to see what will happen seven weeks from now. I thought yesterday was a good, was a good day for Trump as far as, as SCOTUS coming out with that. Yeah, I, I'm just curious. So that week of April 22nd, Easter's over, but that's the week of Passover. It's also the Pennsylvania and primary. Primaries week. that Tuesday. Yeah. So I, you know, there, there we go. And then, you know, whether they begin to get the case, I don't know. They're saying maybe they could get a decision by the end of June, but that would be. No. That would be quite speedy. Yeah. <laughs> that I, would be unusually speedy. Julie, Julie Kelly says the earliest <laughs> that the trial could begin in Washington with this time frame would be late October. They're not going to start a trial three weeks before Trump no. goes to I, election day. Never know. I also think that it's like, there is precedent for this because I believe the uh, – the what not Whitewater, Watergate, Watergate. case. Um, I believe they expedited, they expedited that. But I'm not – 
I don't see this. I don't see this happening before the election. And this trial is going to go at least four to six weeks minimum. And it's just it's so it's so funny to me that that they had him uh, in their minds dead to rights, and then this gets this gets delayed. The uh, the Fonnie Willis thing is falling apart because uh, she can't keep it in her pants. <laughs> And and it's just like they're all going by the wayside, and it's 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 really, it's really unbelievable. But say say what you want about Jack Smith and Merrick Garland, and, and we've certainly said plenty. They're not stupid people, so they knew that Trump would try to appeal, 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 delay, delay, delay. They had to sit down as they were strategizing. Okay, we're going to go after Trump. This is what we're going to do. And they sit there and say, okay, well, if we are in Trump's camp and we're Trump's legal team. What's the Trump camp going to do? They're going to keep appealing and try to prolong this as long as possible. So maybe, just maybe, they don't really care one way or the other if they convict him. Maybe they're just so politically motivated that they were hoping that just the mere presence of indictments and court cases would smear him and make him further unelectable in their minds. Yet we have seen the polls every time they go after him. Trump gets stronger in the polls. So that, to me, is where the calculation misfire is. They thought that this would bring him down in the eyes of the public. I think it's either been a non-factor or has only empowered him and made him stronger. Oh, oh it's only empowered him. It's made him like yeah, a martyr. Absolutely. He's the first ever martyr every, to still be alive. Every time he gets indicted, his poll numbers go up. Yep. Yeah. It is it, it is having the opposite effect that they thought it was going to have. Yep. 855-839-1210 if you want to climb in. And then on the Joe Biden front yesterday, the White House comes out and they issue uh, the, fiscal, uh, the official physician to the president physical health summary report, which, oh, by the way, did not include a cognitive test of Joe Biden as the doctor comes out and says, Joe is, quote, a healthy and robust 81-year-old. He can successfully execute the duties of the presidency. President Biden is a healthy, active 81-year-old male who remains fit to successfully execute his duties and to include those as chief executive, head of state, and commander-in-chief. His baseline did not change, hmm. according to this physician. Didn't we say that it would have it would behoove him to if he wants to quell doubt or uh, silence doubt in people's minds about his his cognitive abilities that go take a cognitive test even yes. if even if you don't need right. one. You got nothing to hide. Take it. And by the way, have two or three different physicians on there to all um, implement them mm-hmm. on you, so you can say, hey. Uh, it's not just because you can get it. Look, I'm not I'm not besmirching doctors and I might get in trouble for saying this, but like you, you can you can find a doctor that'll say anything you want to. Yeah, honestly, that's why they have second, really? third and fifth opinions. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> well, this doctor said that Biden's gait remains stiff. I mean, you hear all of these you you hear about all of these people that have fame and power and they can they can basically go go doctor shopping mm-hmm. you know get prescriptions that they need if they have if they have a problem so yeah there you know there are doctors on the take i'm not saying this guy is yeah. let me let me be clear i'm not saying this guy is but you can you can find a doctor to to say anything you want to if you have enough fame and power i think you just you just look at this though i mean here's the white house you don't trust this administration they don't go ahead with the cognitive test so again if you have nothing to hide what are you scared of right like it's like hey i'm not lying okay we'll take a lie detector test oh i don't take marijuana all right well drop your shorts and pee in a cup and let's find (laughs) out 
You know, it's, it's a pretty simple concept here. Um, but I, I think we all use the eye test, and we see Joe on a somewhat of a daily basis. And maybe he technically doesn't have, from a diagnosis, clinical standpoint, dementia. But to sit there and say he is absolutely physically fit to do the job, if that's the case, then my opinion on the rigors and strain of the presidency as a job just hit an all-time low. They did confirm he had, he's been treated for sleep apnea. Yeah. Which, remember that he had that the marks on his face? Yeah, yeah the CPAP machine. We had talked yeah. about that. Yeah. So yeah. There, are new, there are new, better CPAP machines, by the way. I can't Try imagine. one that. of the newer ones. Could you imagine having to wear that thing in bed? By the way, guys, he, I mean, I know everybody knows this, but he's going to be, if he wins a second term, he's going to be 86 at the end of it. I'm not, look, at I'm not, people can live into their 90s and be healthy and happy and great. But running the country, I, I would guarantee you any 86-year-old right now or 85-year-old who's listening would say, hey, uh, you know what? I still have all my faculties. I don't know if I can run the country. Probably a bit too much. A little bit too much. Yeah, I would agree. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to watch Matlock have my dinner at 430. That's right. Listen to Kale and Company. <laughs> I might watch you know Matlock mean? later little tonight. Me yeah. <laughs> little, me, little Me TV. I love Me TV. Have lunch, listen to Don Stenslin. You know what I mean? Like, like it's 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 a it's a good life. Exactly right. It's all with it, you know, up on current events, can yep. recite whatever. Yep. But when it comes to running the country, eh, maybe maybe we give it to somebody maybe ten years younger. We mm-hmm. have we have to talk about this further because I got some thoughts on that with Mitch McConnell's retirement, who uh, retired yesterday at the age of eighty two. He will be officially done this fall in November. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. We'll come back. I've got the solution for Bud Light. And we'll get to that when we continue. But first, I've got the solution for you. If you're in the market for an SUV, it's the Piazza Auto Group. And we are specifically talking about Piazza Honda. Recently, I checked out their 2024 Honda Pilot Trail Sport. What an awesome SUV. The perfect blend of full-size power, efficiency, and also luxury. The Trail Sport, which has so many remarkable features, like the Cabin Talk PA system, Heated leather wrapped steering wheel, a 245 watt audio system with nine speakers, third row seating. It's got everything that you need for your ever expanding family. And now through the end of February, which by the way is today, you can get a new pilot at 3.9% financing for 48 months at any of their five Piazza Honda locations. Check them out online right now. Find the dealership nearest you, PiazzaHonda.com. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and on the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Always live on the free Odyssey app. And of course, you can watch the show on YouTube, 855-839-1210 to climb in. Cutchy coming up, 745. Dawn will have some news to kick off hour number two. We're going to get to Mitch McConnell in the second hour. Uh, we also have all sorts of updates. Uh, we have Wendy's to get to. Uh, we also have this amazing story from Chick-fil-A with the New York Times. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, but the first company I do want to address as we wrap up the hour here is Bud Light. Wall Street Journal yesterday came out with the latest uh, data following the football season and also following the Super Bowl. If you recall, Bud Light threw a bunch of money at Peyton Manning and a bunch of guys, guys throughout the football season and also spent a lot of money, I believe well over $30 million on uh, Super Bowl commercials just about a month ago. And it hasn't worked. They are still down. 30% 
year over year for the week ending February 17th. So these numbers, just about 12 days old. And we are now coming up, believe it or not, this is how quickly life flies by. We're coming up on the one-year anniversary of that debacle where Bud Light rolled out Dylan Mulvaney for March Madness. Think about that. And we've seen so many updates and so many stories and people that have shared their opinion. But it's I'm at the point now where one year later, if you're not back to where you were before, you might never come back. So I, I've got the solution, and I want to throw this out to the audience. I think, and Dawn, this... This, this this is a trigger point for me because you mentioned something months ago, how Bud Light could reclaim their market share by doing grassroots mm-hmm. local advertising. I remember you saying that specifically. So here's what I, I am going to speak on behalf of this program right now. And I hope there's an Anheuser-Busch or whoever in Bev, whoever actually owns Bud Light nowadays. Here's what I am saying. Ask yourself this if you are Bud Light. Would your customers, your base, would they rather have a beer? With Dylan Mulvaney or Nick Kale? The answer is <laughs> Nick Kale. Okay. Would Bud Light consumers rather have a beer with Dylan Mulvaney or Greg Stocker? The answer is Greg Stocker. Would they rather have a cold one with Dylan Mulvaney or Don Stensland? Ah, uh, yes. Don Stensland, hands down. So Bud, La- Bud Light, and also, by the way, according to the Wall Street Journal, Budweiser has also taken a bit of a hit here. So it's not just specifically the Bud Light I brand. Know. I will bring, this show will lift Bud Light back up into the sales projections that they need to hit. So I am telling all of the executives out there, with Odyssey Sales and Bud Light, let's get a Bud Light situation here. I want a deal, I want a a, a gathering, a party, a kale and company, Bud Light, and I guarantee you that I can get their market share, and this will be a trend. We will be the launch point. Talk radio stations around the country will see what Kale & Company did, and they will get on the bandwagon. I believe we can save Bud Light. I believe talk radio can. Because this is the audience that they offended. This is the audience that they triggered. And with the boycott that happened, most common-sense adults that probably consumed Bud were probably skewing conservative, probably skewing Republican, and probably listened to talk radio. I will take, I will take one for the team. Would you? I will save Bud Light. Yes, I will. Yes, I like I will. it. Are you with me? Who's with me? Follow Let's us. go. <laughs> Follow us to freedom. There you go. All right. So Bud Light, hopefully you can figure it out here as you approach your one-year anniversary of putting out a dude who pretends to be a female oh, drinking boy. beer. <laughs> oh, boy. 855-839-1210, the phone number. Don't mess with a man's beer. I, you know, my old man was a Bud, he was a Bud you Light know? guy. He loved a good Bud Light and a good Budweiser. Jimmy uh, Jimmy has a has a decent idea on the YouTube chat. He says repackage and mar- remarket it as Bud Zero. <laughs> no, seriously, make it take take Bud Light out of it and make it something else. Could do that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe just a simple color, co- co- the color of the can, change yeah, yeah. up the uh, the packaging, now yeah. do something. I think they get Tone Luke, you know, oh. Sheena was a man, like, <laughs> just make a play. I love that song, <laughs> Tone Luke. By the way, Tone Luke was in, uh, he was in Ace Ventura. Oh, here we go. Uh, with and with the, with the, with the with just terrible and, and with a banger, right? Oh, so you got to wrap up strong. Yeah, you do. All right, 855-839-1210. Dawn will have some news to kick off hour number two. And then who will replace Mitch McConnell? I've got three names, but also I think we need to revisit this whole age limit concept when we talk about our elected officials. We'll get to that as we kick off hour two. 
Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.